What's up everybody? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge Sunday morning online worship experience once again. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that continue to like and share these online worship experiences with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. We have people tuning in and finding help and finding the Spirit of God from all over the place. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us online through giving and generosity, maybe by meeting our $10 challenge, Thank you so very much for doing that. You allow us to shelter more people, help more people, feed more people, serve more people, and love more people. Continue to do that. Today we continue with our current New Year 2024 series entitled Warrior. And this series is all about this. It's about finding God's strength in our weakness and building resilience in our life. And so we pointed this out about resilience the first week. And I just want to remind you of this again today. And so remember this today that God calls us to have resilience, and so this is a good definition for us. Resilience is actually when we bounce back from a major life setback with speed and strength, which means that a part of our calling as disciples is to bounce back from our setbacks, to bounce back from our pain quicker and faster than we used to, to bounce back from our mistakes quicker and faster than we used to, to bounce back from our discouragement, to bounce back from our setbacks quicker and faster than we used to. Now. You and I, we have all been through some things in this life or maybe just something in this life that's made us want to look up and ask God this, what's going on in my life and in my difficulties? God, what in the world is going on? Now, I want to make a statement. And right away, this statement may seem to be kind of insensitive, but this statement was actually made by Jesus, and he made it for a reason, as we're going to see. Jesus went out of his way. I want us to understand something one time, that Jesus went out of his way to risk his reputation so he could be late to a scenario. So he could be late to a scenario, and this scenario was creating pain and grief and sorrow, and sickness, and anger, and death. And the reason why Jesus was intentionally late for this scenario, as hard as it is to believe, Jesus was late to this scenario to teach us that God has, uh, has this deep concern and that God is deeply, deeply aware of our pain and he can see us through our pain. Jesus was late to this scenario to help us understand that he cares. He can see us in it and he can see us through it. He can see us in our pain and he absolutely can see us through our pain. Now, if you know the story, we have this temptation to rush to the end of it because we know how it ends, but don't do that. This is what I want us to do. I want us to go step by step through this story and I want us to dig into the emotion of it and I want us to dig into the pain of it and I want us to dig into the reality of it and so here's how the story goes Jesus has some great friends one time great supporters a brother and two sisters their name was Lazarus Mary and Martha and this family this brother Lazarus Mary and Martha his sisters they loved Jesus they supported Jesus they followed Jesus they had Jesus in their home they took care of Jesus but one day Lazarus gets sick bad sick and he's dying and Jesus is just a couple of days away. He's traveling with his disciples. Lazarus' two sisters send a servant to where Jesus is. And that servant tells Jesus, Jesus, quickly, we need you to come back. Mary and Martha need you to come back. Lazarus is sick. And if you don't come back right now, he's probably going to die. And so we need you to come back right now. We need you to come back on time or else our brother Lazarus is going to die. Come and heal him. But Jesus hesitates. 
And he waits two days to go see his sick friend that he deeply loves. Instead of going immediately, he hesitates, he's late, and he waits two days. Remember, this area where Lazarus was in, this region of Judea, this is where they wanted to kill Jesus. They couldn't stand Jesus. They wanted to stone Jesus. And so all the disciples, and I told you about this a couple of weeks ago, all the disciples try to talk Jesus out of it. When we were talking about Thomas, all the disciples are like, Jesus... Those people in that area, they want to kill you. They want to kill us too. We're not going back. It's not safe for you. It's not safe for us either. It's probably too late anyway. He's probably already going to pass away. But then Jesus responds in this way. And notice this verse today in John chapter 11, verse 11. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I'm going to go wake him up. Notice right here how casually Jesus talks about the death of his friend in a very casual way. Ah, yeah, my friend that I love, the one that I love, Lazarus. Yeah, he's just asleep. I need to go back eventually and just wake him up. This is how casually he talked about it. We move on, John chapter 11, verses 12 through 15. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, then he's soon going to get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant that he had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. That kind of seems like out of character for Jesus. That's the statement. It seems to be a bit insensitive. For now you will really believe. Come, let us go see him. So there's that statement. There's that one statement that seems so out of place for Jesus. For your sake, I'm glad I was not there. And I'm sure the disciples are thinking, what does he mean by this statement so that you may believe? What does he mean by that? Believe what? But we have to answer this question, what are we trying to believe? What is so important that we have to believe that he allowed his friend to die? What is so important for us to believe that he allowed himself to be late to this scenario that caused so much heartache and so much hurt and so much pain? And if we want to understand what Jesus was doing in the story, then we have to ask a Another question, and this is what it is, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. When Jesus said so that you may believe, what or who did he mean by you? Because he wasn't just talking about all the other yous in the story. So what did he mean by you? Because it was also you. Jesus told this story for you. And he was late to this scenario for you. So that his disciples then could see the glory of God and so they could believe, but also for us now, so we could believe. But what are we trying to believe? If your heart is being crushed by your circumstances, Jesus is saying this, believe this, follow me, hold on to me. And when you look back on this circumstance, you're going to see how it was working in your life the entire time. So be a warrior and have some resilience. If your faith is being crushed by these circumstances, if your mind is being crushed by these circumstances, if your soul is being crushed by these circumstances, if your heart is being crushed by these circumstances, if your inner strength is being crushed by these circumstances, then follow me, Jesus says. Hold on to me. And when you look back on the circumstance, you're going to see that I was working in your life and towards your life the entire time. And so have some resilience and be a warrior. We have all of these, where is God when I need God moments? 
Haven't you had some of those moments before? Where is God when I need God? We go through something in life that is difficult. Where is God when I need God? We go through something that is heartbreaking. Where is God when I need God? We go through something that is confusing. Where is God when I need God? And so the question we need to ask today is this. How do you rebuild your faith after your circumstances has crushed it? How do you rebuild your faith after your circumstances has devastated it? How do you rebuild your heart? How do you rebuild your strength? How do you rebuild your walk with God? How do you rebuild your life? How do you rebuild your resilience after your circumstances have crushed it? Now, here's something else to think about. So if you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Have you ever wanted or just needed God to show up in your life? And it ever felt like, has it ever felt like he was not responding or that he just wasn't showing up? Or he wasn't showing up when you needed him to. Almost like God wasn't showing up on time for you. Have you ever felt that way? I call it living in the meantime. It's almost like living in the desert. And it's in this struggle. That struggle where you're searching for answers. But you don't really find many answers. But you keep searching anyway. That struggle where you're searching for God. But you're not really finding God. But you keep fighting and you keep searching for God anyway. It's in that struggle. If you keep following Jesus and keep holding on to God. That your endurance has a chance to grow, that your maturity has a chance to grow, that your knowledge of life has a chance to grow, that your faith has a chance to grow, that your wisdom in this life has a chance to grow, and that your resilience has a chance to grow and be mature. The rest of the story goes like this. Jesus and his disciples go where Lazarus has died and is buried. Finally, when he arrives, Mary, one of the sisters of Lazarus, runs out to meet Jesus. And this is what she said. And notice this today, John chapter 11, verse 32. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, Jesus, you were late. You did not show up when we needed you to. You were not on time. You were late. Have you ever felt that way? After the diagnosis, God, it seems like you're just a little bit too late. After the family struggle, God, it seems like you're just a little bit too late. After the health struggle, after the financial struggle, after the struggle in our mind, or after that struggle in our emotions, or after that struggle with that battle or in our circumstances, God, it just seems like you're just too late. Or in other words, God, you are not here for me right now when I need you. Have you ever felt that way? After the diagnosis, after the heartache, after the pain, God, you're just too late. Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, felt the same way. Jesus, if only you had been here, this would not have happened. Have you ever wanted to say that to God? God, if you would have just been here, this would not have happened. I wouldn't have went through this. I wouldn't have struggled with this. God, I need you to move and I need you to show up. The story goes on to say this, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the grave, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And so the story looked like this. There was this very heartbreaking and confusing and devastating situation. And it seemed like Jesus was late in this devastating situation. It seemed like he didn't care enough to show up on time in this devastating situation. And it seemed like he was just gone from their life during this very confusing time. But Jesus does show up and when he does he raises Lazarus from the dead and so Jesus was
was moving in their life and working in their life, but they just couldn't see it until after it had happened and after the smoke had cleared in the aftermath. And that leads us to another powerful truth today. And this is what it is. And notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. If you hold on to Jesus during your most difficult storms, even when it feels like he's not there for you. So if you hold on to Jesus during your most difficult storms, and if you keep holding on to him until the storm is over, when you look back, you're going to see that he was holding on to you the entire time. Sometimes the most powerful way to understand that Jesus is in your life, sometimes the most powerful way to understand that Jesus is working in your life, sometimes the most powerful way to understand that Jesus is holding on to your life and he will never let you go is this. It's to make sure that you hold on to him during your most difficult battles. And when your battles are over, you look back and you see how God was working in your life the entire time. You couldn't see it then, but you can see it now. Oh, that's what he was teaching me as I look back. I couldn't see it then, but I can see it that now. Oh, that's what he was showing me as I was trying to look back. I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. That's what he was revealing to me. That's how he was molding me. I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. But let's say that you're still living in the meantime right now in that place where it feels like God is going. Jesus is not showing up or maybe he's late or maybe he just doesn't care anymore. Maybe it feels like you're living in the desert. You're living in the meantime. You're living in limbo. You're grasping for straws from God, but you're not getting anything. And the storm is difficult and the battle is difficult and it's very confusing, but you're still trying to hold on to God. You're still trying to be a warrior. It feels like maybe God's not holding on to you, but you're still holding on to him and you're still searching after him. So let's ask this. Does anything in this story give us any indication of where God may be in your life right now if you feel like you're in the meantime if you feel like you're living in the desert and you're struggling with this battle and this giant and this storm and this circumstance is there anything in this story right now that would indicate where Jesus may be in your life right now if you're in the meantime well notice the scene if you're still with me Sam's still with you John chapter 11 verses 33 through 36 when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him, he asked of them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. He wept with them. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. When they were hurting, understand right here, the story tells us that Jesus was hurting. When they were shedding tears, Jesus was shedding tears. When they were weeping in their emotion and in their hurt, Jesus was weeping in his emotion and in his hurt also. It says that Jesus was weeping with them. But what should that say to you right now? This is what the story says. In their hurt, Jesus was hurting with them. When they were weeping, Jesus was weeping with them, but what should that say to you? Well, I think it should say this, that when life feels confusing, be a warrior, because when you hurt, God hurts with you, and when you weep, Jesus weeps with you. When life feels confusing, when life feels crazy, when life feels overwhelming, when life feels uncertain, be a warrior, because Jesus hurts with you, and he weeps with you. That's where he is in your life, even when you cannot feel him. He is right by your side every step of the way, and sometimes you can't see it, 
it until the storm is over and you look back in the aftermath after the smoke is cleared and you realize he had been working in my life the entire time. That's what he was trying to show me. That's what he was trying to reveal to me. That's what he was trying to teach me. That's how he was trying to mold me. So understand that Jesus used one word to describe what he was calling us to do. And it wasn't a list of do's and don'ts. One word to describe what he wanted us to do in this life. And it was not a game of Simon says like Jesus says. Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. Notice this today and remember this. Jesus is simply asking us to follow him. As a disciple, he calls us to follow him. To love like he leads us to love. To forgive like he leads us to forgive. To worship like he leads us to worship. To reach out and to accept people like he leads us to reach out and to accept people. We are all called to follow Jesus and this is all in the context of a very real relationship with him through his spirit. And then sometimes as we follow Jesus, let's just be honest, we can fall on our face and we can fail miserably or we can go through something that's confusing and we have all of this wreckage in our life, but this is a relationship and Jesus is with us every step and stumble of the way. This is a relationship and our God is with us every step and every stumble of the way. And yes, there's going to be times when we fail at following Jesus, but this is not a test from God. And if you pass, you're in. And if you fail, you're out. But this is a relationship with God, a real relationship, and He's never letting you go. And so because of all that, remember just a few applications today as we close. The first one is this. Your personal disappointments will make you feel like you're not good enough to follow Jesus. Forgive yourself. And you may be thinking, Tony, I've been fickle. I've been faithless. I've been inconsistent. I've had failures. I've let God down. Yes, okay. So have we all. So did David in the Old Testament. He was a man after God's own heart. But you can't degrade yourself forever. You can't beat yourself down forever. You can't guilt yourself forever. You can't shame yourself forever. You went through it. It was bad. It hurt. But this is a relationship. And Jesus calls you to follow him and be a warrior no matter what. And as we follow him, even if we trip up, he's not going to forget you. He's just going to come back and pick you up. Let me say that again. As we follow Jesus because he loves us, even if you trip up, he's not going to forget about you. He's just going to come back and pick you up. Forgive yourself because Jesus forgives you completely. The second thing is this. Make this relationship with God an honest relationship. David says this in Psalm chapter 139 verse 1 and notice this today. O Lord, you've examined my heart and you know everything about me. There is not anything in your life that God doesn't know about. Nothing and yet he still says he knows everything about you. Everything that you think about, everything that you think about that you don't say, everything in your imagination. He knows every desire that you have. He knows every impulse that you have. He knows everything about you and nothing is going to catch Jesus by surprise. And still think about that. He knows every inch of your imagination and he still wants you and he still loves you and he still calls you to follow him and he still forgives you and he still uses you as a disciple to change this world. So pour your heart out to him in honesty because he will never let you go. And then the last thing is this. Take the extreme language of defeat out of your life. I'm done. It's over for me. I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I blew it. My life is over. My walk with God will never be the same. God doesn't want me. Why would Jesus want someone like me? No. 
No, your life is not over. Your life is not wasted. You are not unworthy. You are not trash. You're not a disappointment. You're not a failure. Get that extreme language of defeat out of your life because in Christ, you're a warrior and you're not just a conqueror and an overcomer. You're more than that. Instead, have some resilience. Hold on to God. Stop saying it. Stop believing it and stop thinking it. Have some resilience. Hold on to God. And even if you're going through something right now where it feels like God is late or he's far away from you, if you keep searching and you keep fighting and you keep having resilience, then when the smoke clears and you come out of that struggle, when you look back, you're going to see that God was working in your life the entire time. So hold on to him no matter what because he's never going to let you go. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for an amazing time of worship with the amazing Water's Edge worship team. We cannot wait to see you back next Sunday. We love you all.